Welcome back to another episode of the Rama Rundown. I know it's been a while. Winter is coming. <laughs> it's getting cold out here, bro. I swear, like, I, I moved to Richmond. Last year, I got, like, we got snow snow here. And I was like, I'll be fine. Uh, I don't even gotta wear winter jackets. I'll just wear the, you know, the typical hoodie under the bottom jacket. And I'll be good. I tried that yesterday night. I went to Nisa time. Just, like, right around the corner. I was already frozen by the time I got there. It was fucking freezing, bro. But my guest here is already used to that since he's a Virginia native. Why don't you introduce yourself again? What's up, guys? My name is Kevin Din. Uh, I'm a fifth year mechanical engineer here at VCU. Alright. How's your quarantine? Just, it's actually been awesome, dude. I have not, I've, had a, I've had a lot of time to recover socially for my first two years. <laughs> a recovery period. <laughs> yeah, it was great, dude. I just, uh, what was I doing? I'm just helping out parents, Valorant. Yeah, um, I heard you're a big gamer. What's your, I don't play Valorant, but like, what's your champion? Well, do they call it champions or what? Agents. Hey, agents. what's your, who's your agent? I think the number one agent I use has been like Omen, who's like Omen. the guy who like teleports and stuff. Okay. Does he have two pistols or is that somebody else? Okay, I, think, I just don't I, know about I think all the, uh, everyone has like, uh, basically like the same opportunity to the same weapons. So oh, yeah, yeah. It's like all different Because you can buy for each other and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's what's, very much like CSGO. What's your favorite like map? I know. I every time I'm in the Discord, I just hear people like shitting on Icebox. <laughs> oh my god! I actually really like Icebox. So. <laughs> Icebox is not bad. People said it's like, it's, Why? like too open. It's like it reminds me of a COD like map. But uh, then that's good for me because I've played COD for like ten years. Like yeah, that's like, that's like I'm used to that like kind of landscape. I think like Bind or Ascent. It's either like the teleporters or like, the big doors. Okay. I think those are like my two favorite. <laughs> what, what's your like favorite weapon? What's your weapon of choice? Uh, okay, are you good on? Are you good on rifles, snipers? Yeah, actually, um, shotguns. I don't know what it is, dude. My sensitivity has been kind of messed up. <laughs> like, uh, once I switched over to uh, the new setup at uh, Richmond, yeah, I had a wired mouse, and I used to have wireless mouse, so like everything has been like kind of. Uh, I've been like trying to fix all my sensitivities <laughs> and stuff, but like it's been, it's been a little hard. But I'm more of a. Uh, I've been really good with the uh, the Phantom Vandal, you know, the basic stuff. Okay. I'm somewhat good with the uh, the op. Okay, the, the op. That's a sniper one, right? Yeah. That's the one I know. I don't I'm even decent. know how to do that. Guys. You've been playing like what? You've been playing League and Among Us. <laughs> Among Us? No, 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 no. I cannot. I'm not going back to League. <laughs> Among Us, it just depends on like if anyone's trying to play. You I know, play that in Scooby-Doo. Do you know what Fox Proximity Among Us is? It, I mean, from the sound of it, it sounds like pretty like. I, I can get like the idea. Yeah, so basically it's like a mod pack. You download it and you can talk to each other and you know like regular in games like you're silent until the emergency button gets hit mm-hmm. and then you got it. But in Proximity Among Us, you can talk to each other in game and the closer you are, the louder your voice is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like if someone dies in the room next to you, you can hear the scream. You can run over there and be like, what the fuck <laughs> That's actually pretty good though because then you could actually use your mic. So that yeah. Cool, like silence them. That's like one part that I know some people don't like about Mongers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, get, especially if you die early, you just have nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why. Every time I play with my friends, I always die first. Like, they just love to that's kill me fair. first. That's I was like, oh. They know that you're a threat. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I get too. That's the thing I get. <laughs> They're just afraid of big are you, are you a better imposter to me? Dude, I hate being imposter. Dude. I just hate, I, dude, I hate lying. Dude. I'm just like, just kill me. I, I always gotta like fucking, 
I always gotta say like uh, on my mom or something. Like, <laughs> I always gotta say for Kobe. For Kobe. <laughs> for Kobe. Yeah, for Kobe. Dude, I know. It's hard. It's hard, dude. I hate it, boss. Really. I'm okay with lying, but it's just like the, the killing someone and then someone happened to walk in the room like that. That's what it does for me. Right after. And they just catch you right on the dead body. It's always that. I'm playing a uh, phasmophobia too. That's the ghost hunting one, right? I didn't, I didn't got that. Yeah. I heard it's pretty fun. It's actually so, pretty fun. What do you, you have to like find out what type of ghost it is specifically? Mm-hmm, yeah. So they, uh, each ghost gives you basically like um, each ghost has certain clues, three specific clues. Um, some of them could be like shared within other ghosts, but like yeah. uh, one ghost always has three specific hints, and once you find those hints, then you know which one it is. But like you have to do certain things. Like sometimes it won't hunt you, and when it, when it hunts you, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> but like it's it's not so bad. It's not that bad. But then you start seeing like <laughs> the ghost crawling on the floor and like <laughs> oh god. You get you have comms on that one, right? You can talk mm-hmm. to each other and stuff. It's like uh, it's like uh, close proximity. Okay, yeah. so it's what is it? Like four to five people in a party? Yeah, it's four people. Nice. Have you played in silence? Because I know people are playing that. Now. I think it's like similar to it's like similar to phasmophobia, but somebody gets to control the monster. So, I know, I know. Oh. Yeah, I know, I know. So, I wanted to get it. I know some other games like Stardew Valley or um, Don't Starve to Get It. Those are like Minecraft. Stardew Valley is really good. Yeah. Minecraft. I, was on, I had my Minecraft like period over quarantine. You just start a bunch of survival servers for no reason and just build. That shit was kind of fun when you just like start a little community with your friends. <laughs> Dude, yes. Until you get that one person that just sweats so hard and they're like, they already beat the Ender Dragon by the time you like they make it to the Nether. Dude, in Minecraft. <laughs> I'm like, like for why? real, man. For real. So the story about like how we started talking is pretty interesting. I remember, what was it? I put, I think I might have put some Raptors posts on like yeah, yeah, on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. And I think I saw like your bio or something. Yeah, and, like, nice watch. <laughs> and you, you hit me up about Game of Thrones. So I, I wanted to ask you about that. Because yeah. I I recently I wanted to rewatch Game of Thrones like the first the first couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I, I have so much time, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? Who's your favorite character? <laughs> you can't not love Jon Snow. This dude has been back from oh, <laughs> after everything happened. Like I, the only person I don't fully hate is Jon Snow. I, I don't know, like, he's just been, like, my, like, I know it's, like, so, like, simple, but, like, that Jon's cool, man. Oh, God, everyone has just been so awful. <laughs> everyone, I don't know, just, everyone is, no one has been, like, consistently, consistently, like, good throughout the entire series, okay. except for Jon Snow. Okay. I think, I thought you might say Tyrion. Tyrion dipped at the end, but Tyrion was, like, good. Tyrion was early. He was go tier the entire, like, fucking <laughs> six, seven seasons? Yeah, and then towards the end, mine is Marjorie. I like Marjorie. She, I feel like... You're a simp. You're a simp, <laughs> my <laughs> guy. <laughs> You're a simp, my guy. She was so smart, bro. I mean, she was, though. Her, her mom was also really house. Like, I did not think that she would kill Joffrey when, uh, at the purple wedding. Oh, shit. Forgot about spoilers. But. <laughs> spoilers <laughs> morning. <laughs> Too late now. But, yeah, Marjorie just played people. She was the only one that controlled Joffrey. Like, Joffrey's such a, like, <laughs> yeah, he's such a yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he, he's that guy, and like the only people that could control him were Tywin, just because Tywin was intimidating, and Marjorie actually like playing emotionally. Mm-hmm. So I thought she was kind of cool. What was your favorite like moment or scene? Character? I know there's a lot to choose from. There is a lot. There really there's is a lot, dude. God, I, there <laughs> there's so many moments. I can no, go first. Well, you can go, you can go, you can go, okay, yeah. I'll go first. 
the it, it's like season seven or season eight when they go north of the wall to get the skeleton, <laughs> where they're fighting like back to back. Yes, yes. Army. God, I love that scene. That was so, it was like that was one of the scenes I really like. Maybe like, that's why I didn't like. I don't, I don't know why. Like you like I was kind of hating on like season seven. Yes, yeah, I thought that scene was amazing. That was like such sick. a good. I was like, dude, I cannot wait for season eight. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments. That was that was, that was classic. Scary. That was like, that's what it felt like. It was building up. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> season eight. Just kind of <laughs> I really liked Beric too. Beric, the, the guy with the flaming sword, and he was yeah. in that fight too. He was awesome. Dude. That was one of my favorites. Is that your favorite though? I think that, or maybe like the wall, the battle at the wall, oh, okay. the very first time. Yeah, that was oh, that was one of the most like craziest. Like the way the first time the wildings in the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. when they had that big giant guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember it. That was awesome. Cause they were just flexing on them, dude. They're like, you know, we could, we could just really pull up on you guys. <laughs> battle of the bastards. That I was all the battle scenes were like great. Dude, they were honestly. Yeah, I can't really think of one that's like really. The, the, even the Blackwater Bay with that the whole all the explosions. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. That was pretty dope. That was dope. I think <laughs> the Red Wedding was just. I, I might have to just go with that. Red Wedding is pretty crazy. That, that makes sad. me, it's so, it's so it sad. makes me sick to my stomach. Rob was like my favorite character in season oh. like one, two, three. Like he was my favorite star by far. And seeing him like go like that, ugh, not a good fate. That was so, not. What's, what's, oh, what'd you say? <laughs> you know, RIP so Starks, man. Also, I forgot for the favorite characters, my honorable mention, the direwolves, bro. <laughs> the dire, the wolves, they came in Why? so fun. Why? They came in so quick. You like Jon Snow. Ghost yeah, was yeah, so Ghost close. Was... Ghost saved him like three <laughs> times, bro. I swear. This is a good job. So what are your, like, gen- without spoiling it, what are your general thoughts on, like, how how it ended? <laughs> just like your... Just All the people can know. sigh of relief. Or a sigh <laughs> of just sadness, dude. It was, it was really good yeah. for about eight... Up until like, season eight, episode two. It was, yeah. it was really good. Even the battle, one was good. even yeah. the even the battle of Winterfell, I liked it. it that was that, that was awesome. And even was though awesome. I knew it was coming down really fast, and I knew yeah. it couldn't have ended like well. Yeah, it was still really good. Mm-hmm. I think if we just wanted to ignore the last three or four episodes, yeah. and we just cut, cut that, that off out. as a series and just left it up as a mystery, that would have been better. Ending. That would have yeah, been better as the ending than like anything else. I think I think Game of Thrones kind of kind of like a victim of their own success. We I mean, like you build a show so big with so many characters. When it comes time to end it, and they have like a time limit, like they had to end it soon. It, you, it's hard to tie up all the plot holes, like all the people, like all their conclusions, without some people feeling like, dissatisfied with like how it ended or they feeling rushed. Dude, yeah, and they had they had the opportunity to do uh, actually ten seasons. Yeah, each with ten episodes, if they had the time. Cause they're not like they're they're basically going off on their own. This is like it's not based off the books anymore. No, it's been past books for a while. But then you gotta think about like the actors have been in the show for like ten years yeah. now. Like people who are like kids are like there's a they're grown adults life, now. Bro. Yeah, dude, they've gone through like, the whole brand. life. That's all they know. Like yeah, so like I I don't blame them for like kind of wanting it to finish. And but hope it could have been better. It been better. I, I I say it would be like the the Battle of Winterfell was really good. And then I'd say like the actual ending was like a four out of ten. Like I like I knew in my head that was a possibility. Yeah. But I never considered it a real possibility because I knew like this is 
That is the dumbest, one of the dumbest <laughs> ways to end the show. There's just, there's no reason why we should end it like that. So, so you said, so cut, cut that off. Just like, ignore the ending. Why would you recommend it? Or like, what distinguishes Game of Thrones from like other shows? The plot and, <laughs> the plot, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Action, for sure, it's always there. But, oh man, just the interactions between all the characters. Yeah. All man. the, like, the story, like everything that's going on. Yeah. It's, oh. It's just so much bigger than like all the characters, like just by themselves. Like I agree, it's always something bigger happening. You gotta keep in mind. It's crazy. There's like there's like six different wars going on in like the same time. Like it's it's just crazy. Like and it all happened because someone. Ah, I mean it's the first episode. Spoilers, but like it just because someone's caught someone. Like doing it. That's Wait, it. That was it. That was it. Like, that's the only context we'll give you. Like that's exactly. just it. That's hilarious. But that's like that's the part, thing I liked about it is like there's always so much going on. If if you didn't like one of the plot lines, you like you had to love one of the other ones that was going on. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I remember what was it? I didn't like when they went like the whole Dorn plot, plot line when they went to, like all the, the sand snakes and the three girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not like interested in that at all. Yeah, but I... when it switched over to like John at the wall or Samuel. <laughs> Or just like, I don't know, like, what was happening at King's Landing, it just like makes up for it. And then I also think like, just like, I know most of it is actually George R. R. Martin's credit, because he, he wrote the plot, but just like the ballsiness mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. killing off the main character, like no one, because I feel like yeah. no one is safe, like literally no one. Fan favorites just go within one episode, like, I was, I saw a stat where Ned Stark had like 30 more minutes of screen time. Than like any other character in season one. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's like you think about that and it's like, jeez, man, like literally anybody's like not safe, and that's why I would recommend it. It's just like, and like like you said, the character interactions. I know like they had some interesting conversations. Like, one of my favorite scenes was like at that actually it was season eight when uh, John and Tyrion are talking about like what to do with Daenerys. I just know that th- there's like so many uh, scenes of like character development and growth and. So many interesting conversations that they have that like apply when people think about Game of Thrones, they think about like the dragons and the fantasy, but it's more about just medieval politics and mind games. It's like ninety percent that, and then the, the fantasy and like the dragons and the explosions and stuff. That's for like entertainment purposes. That's like, yeah. that's like to you know get viewers in. But what makes you connect, and stay there, uh, is the character growth and like all these different plot arcs. You see, like, like we said, like, you see characters that are kids in the beginning, like, Sansa, she, she, like, did not know what she was doing for, like, the first two seasons. She was just, like, a puppet. She's a little punk, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then by season eight, she's such a badass. And same thing with Arya. Like, holy, Arya, oh, sh- Arya might be top three of my favorite characters, oh too. Oh, like, God. The whole okay, song. dude, I don't, Arya was such a weird plot. You know, like, I like this. <laughs> But that's a, that's a great thing too is that each person has different things that they like in Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like, yeah. what I like and you like is different. We can talk about it. <laughs> it's and, very interesting. I'll give it that. Yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. It's I, I, I recommend it still. I, I recommend it. It's one of the best dramas. Oh, yeah, is there, sure. Is there, what other TV shows have you oh, liked? Recently? Um, or just all time? All time? Have you seen Breaking Bad? I have. Breaking Bad's awesome. I've been recommending that. Even the ending is. I even the ending is really, really good. good. I, I don't think I've. Is that your is that your genre like dramas? Like dramas? Um. Yeah. Actually, I think that would probably be mine. Okay. One of my other favorites is like House. House. Yeah. House, House is 
Oh my god, he's such a it's such a compelling like character because he's so he's such a bad person. Like, he's <laughs> definitely such a bad person. But I then know. like there's just a little there's just such a little bit of good in him. Yeah. Like that makes you like wanna stay. And like it almost gets completely like all his like good things almost get erased. Just get white? They almost basically get completely erased and then like he basically like he comes back and he okay. shows like he's himself. actually a decent person. Okay. He's an asshole, but he, he's, he's still a <laughs> decent asshole. Yeah. Do you are you are you a sitcom guy? Uh yeah, I love sitcoms. You watch community? I have actually I have. I, love I did community. not finish it but I used to watch but, it all the time. Because what was it? After Childish Game Patrol, Donald Glover was there and then he left because yeah. his rap career is right After that, <laughs> yeah. he took a dip, but I love Community. <laughs> I love what? Oh, I love that. I watched New Girl recently. New Girl was pretty good. Yeah. The yeah, Office is also decent. I haven't watched Parks and Rec. I love Office. Who's your favorite Office character? Real quick. Creed, dude. Creed was Creed, so... No, don't, Creed. don't say Creed. Creed no, so don't, don't let it be Creed. No. That man was so funny. I <laughs> the last episode, you just see him, like, get arrested, and then you found out, like, he literally just stole a job there. He just he one day just walked in, and he's like, I have a job now. It's quality assurance. I remember that one episode where the kids went up to him, and he's like, what did you do? <laughs> and he couldn't tell him. It was hilarious. So I have no idea. I don't even would know. Would you say Dwight? Would you say Dwight is a better character? Like Jim? You know, Jim, Jim's okay. He's just there for like, he's a normal dude just trying to like, Google you know, He's like the he's most like, normal out of everybody. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's definitely the most normal. It's like, that's why I don't like, I'm just like, alright, he's just, he's just there. He'd probably be doing yeah. what I would do if <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. in that situation. He's relatable. Kevin. Kevin? How about other, like, office Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> that dude's... That guy was. I, I think Michael put it very. Um, when he was doing his roast, I think the, he put it the best way. Right. Like, I can't figure out if I should say a stupid or a fat joke. Roasted. <laughs> that was. That was, that was, that was I the remember best. those roasted jokes. Michael. <laughs> Michael was like, he was so cringy in the first three seasons. Yes. Yes. I oh like God. barely could. I couldn't watch it, but like all my friends had watched it, so I just like pushed through, and you get used to it. It gets better. Like the camera quality gets better. The jokes get better. I actually did not actually watch any. Uh, I stopped watching season four. Yeah, because it was just so boring. Like, <laughs> I just I couldn't like. It was. It was just so cringy for me. It, it was like it was like, and then like I came back in after season four it was amazing. It was like one of the best TV shows I ever watched. It was that funny. Like after, <laughs> after they got Roy out of there, Roy and Pam, after Jim and Pam, oh, dude, yeah, that <laughs> was, became the the one true Pam. That was really cringe with him and like Jim, and, and then Roy was there. Oh, that was that was, was a it was, weird love. It was a little like, oh, God. and then Michael and Jen, and oh my God, there's so oh many weird God. relationships. And then Michael and Pam's oh, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> all these damn relationships in the office. Yeah, once he actually started dating the HR person, I think that was like Holly. Yeah, Holly. Holly. She actually started being. He actually started being like pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, instead of like being a little bit more normal. <laughs> and that proposal scene so cute where like oh, they yeah, the yeah, sprinklers yeah. and everything and all the people. Like I like there's so, and the casting's like really close. I see them do like reunions and stuff and like for like weddings, like they'll all show up and do like the little wedding dances that they did at Jim and, <laughs> and Pam's wedding when they played like that Chris Brown song. Was it yeah, forever? Yeah. That shit was that shit's so nice. But that's probably my genre. I'd say like sitcoms. I, I don't know if sitcoms too lighthearted. 
Uh, sometimes it gets a little bit boring if they go on too long, because it's like, unlike Game of Thrones, there's no plot line. Really. It's no like... Oh yeah, just keep on going. It's just like every episode is like a new day. Mm-hmm. There's no like... Overlap. Well, there's some overlap, but... Yeah. It's not really like a... It's not building up to an ending. I mean, Office yeah. kind of did with like, Mike leaving and then everyone yeah, else leaving. Twice take, taking over and stuff like that. But, yeah. So I know a topic you wanted to talk about specifically. I always ask my guests like, because what they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I can only talk about so much. I'm not really, really like an expert in anything or any one topic. So whenever I bring somebody on, I try to like get topics that you know they can speak on or they're passionate about. One thing you mentioned to me that I thought was pretty interesting was just the topic of like expression, like nowadays in society. Like, you would think that. With all the resources we have, it'd be easiest easiest to express yourself now than it has ever been before. But still, yeah. it's like limited even further to a larger extent, maybe because of that freedom. Just I don't know. Like, why why would you think that is? I think a big part of that's like social media and just like our image now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, especially like this year or uh, last year, twenty twenty, like for sure. I think that like really showed into like everything with like cancel culture and like cancel culture exactly. cancel culture i think is the epitome of like how bad the freedom of expression is right now because yeah. like i don't know with with everything going on it's it's awesome seeing all these like different things like, these initiatives that these initiatives like, protests I, I was actually pretty happy seeing like all the um black lives matter uh movements and like all the stuff getting posted yeah and then i kept on seeing newer stuff posted and i was like I couldn't help but think like maybe we should focus on one thing and then like I, you can't really say that though because like so you thought people thought it was kind of like a, like, a, like a fad and it would kind of fade away and the next thing will come up and they'll post to that instead of like focusing on one issue and just like tackling that they would, they would they would i think they would kind of do that like just with like how like, everything was like now becoming like they are now like appearing to have like or like show off bad things mm-hmm. in the world that are like shouldn't have been like there in the first place. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the Redskins. Yeah. And stuff like that. I'm just like, all right, cool. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. cool. That's, that's good. And then yeah. like, I just wish like we put like some of the stuff on hold because like I wish like the Black Lives Matter movement had more like recognition and time to itself. You okay. know, because we yeah. still we haven't even figured no, that out. No, like, even with even all of those movements. I'm even close. We're just a we're just we're just a little bit just a little bit closer. Yeah, we're just still at the tip of the iceberg. Do you think because it was a pandemic and people are at home, like everybody's just on social media nowadays and I guess I don't know if that like takes like mentally you just have to like, feel the need to like preserve like your self image when you see like all your friends doing it, like, oh like am I gonna be a shitty person for not like, you know, also doing it? Or like maybe you have something that's an unpopular opinion, but all your friends are posting something else, and you don't want to post that because oh, I'm they're gonna unfollow me, they're gonna block me, they're gonna block me or something. It's like that blackout uh, Thursday, Wednesday thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it's that. Like, um, they all posted like the black screens. On the I screen. was like, I mean, that's great to get recognition. Like it's it, it's it really is good, but then like you gotta also ask yourself like how who's this helping? Because let's say let's that's we, true. Like, let's say we post that black square. And we all follow the same amount of people. Yeah. Nothing ever gets passed. Like, no one who is, like... Because, to me, like, my social media, I don't post that much stuff anymore. Like, any social activist stuff. Because, like... Yeah. The people I follow, the people who follow me, mostly, like, 
aware. I, I will only really talk if it's like someone I see, like in yeah. person, like that I know is like, oh, like maybe you should have a better like point of view on like the movements or something. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, it was kind of hard. Like uh, if you think about it, like all these like bombs coming up, like when will they get the time? You know what I mean? That's like, true. If they don't point out now, like when will they ever get to like talk about it? I know, I see people who post like 10, 11 things on their story every day and it's like 10 different problems and sometimes I'm interested to see like, see someone who hasn't posted, who doesn't post often like you or something, I'll be more interested to see what you're posting about because I know you'd be like really passionate about it because you, you like rarely post so for you to post something, it must be like something that's really on your mind versus someone that's like always, it's like good to spread awareness but sometimes it just like, you get overwhelmed by just like Somebody just like putting all these like different problems out there yeah, and not really focusing on like one. What's like, what's like one, especially specific to like BLM, what's like one thing that you saw that was really inspiring or that you just really liked? Like an initiative that someone took. Or, for me, like I'm really connected to the sports world. And so when they, uh, like, where the Bucks obviously did their thing where they like held out lockdown, the playoff game in the bubble. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, yeah. The playoff game. <laughs> like you don't know like what the thing is. Like people don't. It's easy to see now. Like oh, nothing bad came of it. But they don't know the ramifications going in. Like, do you disqual? Are you disqualified that game? You go down 0-1 against the Magic. I know. Like they don't know these things before they do it. And it's easy for us to look back on it with hindsight. Be like, okay, I would have done that if I was in that situation. But honestly, if I was an NBA player making this much money. I did that and it, it ended up that I, I don't know if I would do that you know it's just a, it's a huge risk but that's probably like one of the I think the sports world is always good at connecting and bringing people together mm-hmm. especially because most of the players have been affected by these like, at least the BLM entries most of the like what 80% of the NBA is black um, a lot like most of the NFL also African American uh-huh. so they can relate and they can actually share these stories that they have personally and I think that was my I kind of found solace in sports world kind of coming together and kind of connecting with, you know, the, even like the small things, like some of the statements behind their jerseys, that was pretty nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can replace like their last name or something. Yeah, and I think the NBA does like, they're such a progressive league, like, mm-hmm. especially what they did at the All-Star game with Kobe, with honoring oh, Kobe, yeah. where they did like the four quarters and like how much more competitive that was compared to, I know mm-hmm. that's off topic, but like big like, shout out to the sports league. They really do a good job of like organizing everything and like really getting the message out there, opening up stadiums for polling and stuff, voting. Yeah. So, what do you think was your favorite? I think like right as like right after George like, Floyd happened, like mm-hmm. I mean, just everyone like just normal people rushing like taking the street. Taking the street. That was honestly one of the most like that was I think one of the most memorable things memorable things about last year. Like even with all the craziness, yeah, all that craziness that happened, like even with the pandemic, people like risking the their pandemic, health to kind of like, send a like, message. Like <laughs> it was really just like it was so crazy. Like thinking about like people are really just like I don't know, like risking their health just to, like get a message out, like show their support for like the African American community because like God knows, like Lord knows, like oh my goodness, like. What they've gone through, what they've gone through, like yeah. how much like we can't work still relate. needs to be done. Yeah, like, it's not even. Like, we we we're blessed, like for sure. We had we're blessed to live our lives in a certain sense. With them, like that's the urgency. We had all like 
millions of people took to the streets uh-huh. and like that's I think that was one of the most beautiful like things in like the start of a revolution I know you were probably in Nova when this happened but you saw like Richmond was pretty active too which mm-hmm. I, I remember like following and everything actually I went, I went on the uh, I was in the streets like uh, one day. okay on my broad yeah I was on uh, I went down um they went down Franklin Street and I lived right on Franklin Street okay so like I was I was able to get on the thing that sucks about the protest though is like everything will be like non-violent and then some people will come in and cause violence and then everybody yeah. will like tear down the name of the and like forget what the message is about and just be like this is violent protest mm-hmm. and they just totally forget like what the, like the actual why they're protesting and stuff like that and that's like the thing that angered me is that like most of the like 95 percent of these protesters are non-violent and they're just trying to send oh, yeah. a message and then you get those five percent that just kind of like blur the rep like smear the reputation of like everybody else just yeah because they want to like you know i don't know if they're anarchists they want to induce chaos or something. <laughs> and then the politicians will just look at that five percent yeah this was awful like they just looked at it and they're like these people are not like they're just generalizing the entire like group it was crazy it was awful yeah what do you think like i know this is hard this like no one has a solution there, there's no solution right now but what's one direction that you you would want to see like progress being made specifically to be on like the african americans yeah yeah i gotta play with some politics right here oh god if you want time to think i can go <laughs> um, for me it's accountability with police officers oh, i know yeah. like I know that's pretty obvious, but you see in other professions, it's like a meritocracy. You got to prove yourself day in and day out. And if you don't have good performances, like continue, continually, you're going to get replaced. Whether it's medical, you're a doctor. If you mess up surgery after surgery, you're, you're out of there. Yeah, you're out of there, yeah. If you're a lawyer, if you're an athlete, if you're a football player, you drop a bunch of balls, you're, you're getting cut. And that same accountability should be uh, applied to police officers. And I know, like, Obviously, we have to offer some sort of lenience because they're they're literally putting themselves in life and death situations. <laughs> but just like the continual use of excessive force, there has to be something done with either in the training and then also after they're done training, there has to be some sort of ramification for you know I don't know revoking a badge. I don't really I don't understand it too much. I can't I'm not informed enough to like come with a specific solution. But like the general area that I I would want to see more progress is is like actual legislature holding people accountable if they continually make like uncalled for judgments mm-hmm. and misread situations to this extent same thing with jacob blake too so actually yeah. that's a great yeah that's actually a great point i think i think that's actually a, i think that would be like the very first like step. big step like keeping them accountable and then like just retraining them to be retraining honest like them. Yeah. have them do like de-escalation training instead of just like that's Pointing their guns at them, like let's de-escalate the situation. I think that was a that might have been the perfect like answer to be honest. Because like I think that's what a lot of like the African American community feel like is like one of the biggest threats. Maybe not even politicians. It's like literally the police officers like uh-huh. hired to protect, protect them. them. Yeah. Quotation marks. Protect them. Like that that they're scared of. Mm-hmm. I think I think it does like I think it does start with them, and then it will branch out from there because. I mean, if you can't even trust the people like hired to protect you, like, I mean, how are you even gonna like want to like live in safety yeah. and like believe you're gonna have like a safe life and all this stuff when they don't even feel like 
it's evil, right? Yeah. I know this is kind of like branching off a little bit. Another thing that I just want to see might not like solve the BLM like completely uh, quickly, but I just want to see more African Americans in positions of power. And this maybe it's just I'm a sports fan and just seeing that like 30 NBA teams, 80% of the NBA is African American and there's zero black owners. There's like what two or three black coaches and. I feel like if you start to, and it's not because there aren't any good candidates out there. There's like so many good candidates. It's, they don't get the opportunity to interview or to even like get their foot in the door. And I feel like there's a lot of uh, just among a lot of the owners. You can't. I don't. I don't want to say the word racist, but they have preferences and like what they look for in a candidate. And some of that is probably subconsciously they look for a certain image physically and like value value based. And so I know a couple rules are being changed. I know in the NFL they have like the Rooney rule where you have to interview a certain number of like African American candidates, but that seems like so like that shouldn't have to be a thing. You yeah. should just be interviewing the best candidate possible, regardless of like race or like, all these positions. But like getting people in into executive powers, that's why the Raptors do. The Raptors have the only executive like was it like GM that's African American and doesn't have anybody Masai Ujiri he's one of the best and you see what happens when you pick candidates for just how good they are versus I don't know what's a buck team just go to the oh I don't want to say the name I don't want to say the name oh man I'm sorry the Knicks are better this year but say the Cavs the Pistons or something for the listeners at home I am a Knicks fan so it's just the one team I thought oh. It was hard because like, a lot of teams are getting better. <laughs> like the Hawks, I was going to say, or the Suns, but it just happened to be Knicks. But it, a lot of it, especially with this expression, is on the leadership. I think so. And when you have leaders that are that themselves display, like they can listen and they can take different perspectives and point of views, then it's easier for people to express themselves and how they feel. I think like one of the biggest problems in like the situation with expression is there's a lack of listening nowadays. Like it's hard to sit down with somebody and actually like you know you can disagree, but people will just when you're talking to them kind of like close their like mind or something, and it goes through one ear and goes out the other, and they don't really like take in what you say. They'll they'll sit down and like I guess quote unquote listen, but they won't actually like I don't know think about it it's just if it doesn't agree with what they believe and some people don't even get to that point you can't even sit down and talk to them about it you disagree they're just so like stubborn and passionate that they won't even like get a chance to hear you out so i think that's something that needs to be fixed a two-way conversation it's like even with all this expression even sometimes you can't even get your like foot in the door like even get someone to like even listen some people just want to like i know i think in my opinion a lot of people talk just to be heard and not yeah. necessarily to listen like you said yeah like and i think that is definitely a big problem because like of course we all have something to say but then like i think when we block off like i guess ourselves listening instead of just like focusing all that energy into like trying to get out our message i think we kind of like put up a barrier between us because like even sometimes like we'll like mess up on what we want to say or like how we yeah. want to say it it's yeah. like you're never gonna learn anything that way, or right? have any good. Comments. That's why I do the podcast because, mm-hmm. like nowadays, even just like outside the realm of politics, you're just talking about politics or social issues. 
it's very rare now that you just like sit down with somebody and just talk to them for like an hour. Mm-hmm. That's what I love doing. I love talking to people. And now like people are always like on their phones or like gaming. And it's not a bad thing. You always just focusing on something else while doing it with people. But you never really sit down and like get to know them and like figure out what their perspective is. So that's why I, really, I like the podcast is giving people a chance to express themselves and listen to them and have like a good back and forth exchange. And that was like my New Year's resolution was like listening. I just, I felt like I recognized I was doing it too. Like I had points I wanted to get out and I wouldn't pay attention to what like you or other people would say. I'd be there in the moment, but like my mind wasn't there. I was trying to focus. How can I steer the conversation to get certain points or certain lines in that I think like I, I would want to be out rather than like, okay, Kevin said this, I'm going to change my line of thinking to fit like, or to like a, to respond to that or like add on a different perspective to, to contribute rather than just me pushing this just for, like you said, for the sake of being heard. But that's that's like a general, like our specific solution would probably be like, you know, accountability and that type of stuff. And then more general stuff, Out, even outside of BLM politics, just take the time to listen to somebody else with a, like open mind. <laughs> I know a lot of people, a lot of older people yeah. too, like they just, I think one of the biggest problems is like looking and like talking down to someone else. Yeah. Like they just, they just assume, uh, I, I know a lot of older people assume like just cause of their age, like they immediately just know like there's certain things that this other person doesn't, doesn't know. know. Or like, oh, I have been through life more. And it's like, yeah, that may be true. But like also at the same time, like you also haven't lived my life. You don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, there may be something I know that you don't know specifically. Mm-hmm. And like I, I would like to share that with people. Like if you're closed off about it, like how are you, how are you supposed to help people? Like it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. Making assumptions is always a bad idea. <laughs> Nothing good comes from making assumptions. Do you think this last year like pushed us farther apart or more together in terms of like <laughs> in terms of just like oh, being like able uh, to talk to each other? I guess express ourselves some way it's so hard it's just because there's like two different bubbles it's just like and each bubble becomes closer but the closer the liberals become and the closer the conservatives become each other the further apart they become between themselves right like i the blm brought a lot of like you know left thinking left leaning mm-hmm. people together it was a unifying force but because of that it brought them even further apart from the other people that don't aren't like aligned with the same values mm-hmm. Such a tricky question. <laughs> I really don't know the answer. It's a great question. It's, I, it's okay. You don't have to know. Maybe I thought answer. I thought America was starting to do a lot better. Yeah. And then I saw the election results, and I saw that seventy <laughs> plus million people voted for Trump. Trump. And I was like, maybe we haven't progressed as much as I thought. Because I was like, that is too high. That, that is, is too high. high. <laughs> that is way too comfortably high for me. I'm not. Somebody's been impeached. That's like now. Clinton, Trump from 2000 and like 16. 16 close like that's how close it was it shouldn't have been that close it should not have been that close that was, <laughs> it, was a little, it was a little deflating it was especially seeing like your own state so nevada is usually pretty like liberal and virginia is too right and i saw virginia, virginia was it was so weird like the virginia numbers came out really early and it said like like conservatives were leading by a lot but it said it was declared it was, oh yeah it was it was weird or something it was like really that weird, yeah but it was, that's a good question. I really, I really hope that we just, like, I don't, 
just take the time to just listen to each other as citizens. Kind of all owe each other that. Yeah, that's what we should be doing. And I didn't. Although the some of the movements like, were really good, I think there could have been even better discussion between everybody. But the more aware we are of these issues, the better we are to like, better like, prepared we are going to be to fix them. So if we just like keep reminding yourself at least to be like in just everyday conversation, just be more of a listener, a curious listener, rather than somebody who's just trying to push certain points, then you'll be good. One thing that I like to do with some of my friends, I know we haven't had that many conversations, <laughs> but I can tell that you're pretty introspective. I can tell you're a pretty introspective guy, and you think about you think about things, and <laughs> I think that's a compliment. <laughs> that is, that's a compliment. I see it as a compliment. Yeah. Extroverted, you're an extra. You're kind of similar to me. You're an extroverted person. I can tell, but you also take the time to reflect and form your own opinions on certain things, and you're fine with expressing that. So this little thought experiment, Ken. I read this. Uh, do you know Humans in New York? That the blog post. So basically, like, they'll like find someone in the streets and they'll like take a picture of them and interview them for a minute and post them on this blog, kind of tell their story like really quick. And they do that for a bunch of people, just to learn about the people that live in a certain area. And there was a story about these two these two guys that were like lifelong friends, but they live in different cities now. But every four years, they come together at the same day, at the same time, at the same restaurant, and they have one conversation. And then they go apart, they go like back to their lives for the next four years, and then they come back again, have one conversation. So I thought that was a really like interesting, to ha- like interesting bond to have, like live four years completely apart and then just have only one conversation and just kind of catch up and talk about it and so, this is this is gonna be kind of hard so but imagine like you're you're one of those people right you and your friend you, have, you don't see each other for four years but you have one conversation to make up all that time what's like the one question that you're gonna that you want to ask him or the one topic that you want to talk about with him knowing that you're not going to see him for the next four years <laughs> I, I guess like the first thing I'd ask is this how are things been? <laughs> I don't know, like what did what did what improved or what changed within like the last four years? Is there a specific part oh, of his God. life that, that feels that feels weird though, because like I feel like I'd ask that every four like every four years, like I keep on asking that. Like so just say you have the small talk out the mm-hmm. way and stuff. Just like what's one thing that you really had to know about uh, one thing that you just really want to hit on? I guess just ask if he's happy. Or okay. he or she's happy. Okay. Because, I mean, to me, life is too complex to, like, ask all... If I had to ask one question, yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. Ask, I'd ask them for sure if they're happy. Okay. That they were in four years? Yeah. That, that's crazy, because I was thinking about it, too. And that's really similar to the one thing that I would ask them. My one thing would be, what's the one moment you were happiest in the four years? So what's the one Man, thing that's so made much better than mine, dude? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I also got I I thought about this for a lo- like a long time, and I also talk to people about it. So I like, can take those answers to you, kind of combine them. You, mm-hmm. you know, you just get more interesting, I guess. But it's same like same point, mm-hmm. same difference, right? Okay, so think about this. Say you and I were friends, right? Mm-hmm. And we were high school friends, and we split. And now this is our reunion four years later. You're finished college, and I, I ask you that question: What are you happy with? What are you answering now, based on your past four years at BCU? Past four years? Oh, actually, that's a that's actually a good time because I've actually been here for five years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. I think 
think I'd say, yeah, I was happier. Why? <laughs> I think I think just in terms of going through life, knowing what I can do, what I was able to do, and then like what I can keep on doing. Yeah. There's a lot of less mystery, I guess, because that was like like the last four years was like all mysteries. Like, what am I? What What am I gonna do? Like, am I gonna be able to do it? How am I gonna do it? But then like a lot of those questions got answered. I mean, there's a whole bunch of new questions now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, once yeah. I was yeah. about to like yeah. actually enter like a new work field, but like. Based on like the last four years, it was like, damn, like I can actually, I can actually live life actually not bad. Like I'm actually, I'm not terrible like this. Like, it's, it's not bad. Like, yeah, I got a lot of things like that I want to do done. Like, and it, it, it actually proved to me like I can, I can do a lot if I really yeah. apply myself. You can be independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you don't really know people. Like, you don't really know that going in because you always live with your parents. And I'm assuming your parents take up some of the some of the duties it, it really depends on the household mm-hmm. but like when you're at college you really have to like you know have your shit together wake up for certain things like, apply by yourself for certain things you can't use your like, connections and parents has like a guideline as much the next this is the last part of it you know? <laughs> so say that split again right and i we meet up four years later right <laughs> i ask you the same question what would you want your answer to be what what's one thing that you would want that would make you really happy from now and four years later. I guess security. Security, security of like, maybe not necessarily financially. I, I would like financial financial security for sure, but like security of like where I am in the world and okay. like who I am. You know what you want to do. Like I, I know, I definitely know what I want to do right now, but I hope to already be there within okay. the next four years. And then also like kind of like settle down with like where I want to stay, like just hunker down, I guess. Does that make sense? I think, I think that's a pretty scary thing to think about at first. But mm-hmm. once you find that feeling of, yeah, this is my home, you know, I found, I love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I surround myself with people that I like being around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you're like, I know I can do this for, what, the next 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Once you find that little comfort zone, that bubble, then you start like being a little, you, you start like, all the questions start diminishing. You mm-hmm. check them off one by one. Mm-hmm. And you just start to focus on uh, what makes you happy again. All right, so like you said, your fifth year at VCU, right? Tell me about your best memory. Like, tell me about some <laughs> some your favorite story at VCU. Um, I know you got a lot of stories. I'm not gonna lie, my I think most of my stories came from like the last two years. Okay. First two years, man, I didn't socialize at all. <laughs> I didn't even join my own like. When did you join VSA? I joined VSA sophomore year. Okay. Yes. VSA is the Vietnamese Student Association. Yeah, because I'm Vietnamese, so that's yeah. like where I found myself more, most comfortable. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. I mean, I joined like the Filipino club uh, yeah. freshman year. Yeah, <laughs> mostly for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a, actually it's the biggest one, right? It's like, yeah, it, it was it's the like biggest one. Four hundred. I don't know what the number is, but it's like the biggest. For, like those, because some people are in Vegas, they don't know. Mm. At, at VCU, the cultural clubs are probably like one of the, like, the biggest areas of mm-hmm. like socialization outside of fraternities. And I was uh, I was from Seven Five Seven, which is Virginia Beach area, so mm-hmm. I, I only knew Filipino girls. Anyway, so. <laughs> I Filipino guys too. Like that was like my main like so cool. people I used to hang out with. Yeah. I, used, I used to have a lot of Filipino friends, so that's what I was really comfortable with. And then I heard it was like VSA, the Vietnamese org was um, it was clicky. I mean, I think that's like I think that's like all a like lot social of clubs. That's like yeah. a lot of social clubs, and like you're gonna hear that a lot. Like, 
regardless. That's just like the nature of people is to form like get comfortable with a certain group and then whether you want to admit it or not sometimes you do end up excluding others just because you're so comfortable with it mm-hmm. yeah it's not a, it's definitely not on purpose like it's definitely yeah. like it just happens it, it's trying to find security in like just where you're gonna be like especially like yeah. if you're on board or something like you're gonna get used to like those people for like, basically like, a whole year so like exactly. sometimes you gravitate more towards them than like you accidentally used to now yeah and, like it's definitely not like because with bad intentions yeah, yeah it's definitely not bad intentions at all so yeah, so keep going with your story. <laughs> Last two years, um, man, it was, dude. I had this like one like. Have you seen Hangover the movie? Yeah. I had this one Hangover moment. Um, oh god, I was I was the treasurer uh, my third year. BSA. Yeah, BSA and. Um, <laughs> oh my god, uh, we had this welcome back party at um level, and we. Oh god, it was it was it was beginning of the year. Brand new. It was my first year on board. I was super <laughs> nervous. Um, my friend uh, basically sabotaged me and just got me super drunk. He, <laughs> he sabotaged me in Kings. He knows who he is. Too. Uh, he sabotaged that's me. What, in that's King. all they get to, bro. They're like, I'm gonna mate with you. <laughs> he heard it pop on God. On God. He heard it pop. Waited till it was my turn. And said, yeah, yeah, it popped. It popped. I swear to God. I what swear to God. Where did you get the chug? It was a four loco. Uh, it was awful because he already gave me a four loco. It was bro, the worst bro. ever. <laughs> that night I found my limit, and then. Um, Are you happy with just contacts or? I'm. I, I was decent. I was decent. I could get like maybe like ten shots in like hour and a half, two hours ish. If I really like, if I really and now get you feel okay. Nah, I'd be drunk. No, oh, okay. I, I, like, oh, that's like okay. my max. It's like oh, my max for sure. Okay. I couldn't. No. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You um, were there at the board thing. I was, you got to go back. I was like, yeah, dude. I was really sad. I, was, was, was so <laughs> I actually didn't want to because it was a, our first board meeting. Yeah, yeah. And like our retreat, that was like super important because like we got to see everyone too. Because I don't really like we don't ever really like see anyone. That's from true. board like in it's person. It's hard with COVID. Like I'm yeah. sure like when you were on the VSA board, it was easy. Like you guys probably did in person board meetings. That. Oh, dude, yeah, those are those are really good. Just seeing everyone and seeing everybody. Like I haven't seen some of the people I haven't met, or I've like seen them over a video call. But each person is different. But they're more likely to talk. Sometimes over video, it's just weird over Zoom. <laughs> Maybe we can group up like yeah. one day and just like group up like yo, uh, the certain groups are gonna go over to some house and we'll video call. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That'd be dumb. What? So what's like your overall? What are you gonna miss? about college now that it's almost done what do you think you're gonna miss the most oh god not having to pay for <laughs> not having to free food <laughs> free food oh god dude schaefer oh my oh, god i love oh, you love schaefer is amazing all those freshmen out there who are hating on schaefer you just wait you wait for it to come back it's right? really bad yeah. now it's really cause... bad it's really bad i'm not gonna lie even as a freshman it's pretty bad like, regardless <laughs> yeah, of what you yeah. Well, once you become an upperclassman, you take it for granted. You take it for granted, dude. You start making ice cream sandwiches with, yeah. like, the cookies and shit. Like, it's awesome. Did they have steak nights when you were? Uh, yeah, they had steak nights and stuff. Like, they had, like, a bunch of nights where they clapped. They had, like, Thai nights and stuff. Mm-hmm. They would get, like, um, Thai Top Ten or something. Oh, Thai Top Ten. Dude, it's so... Oh, are you, do you like spicy food? I actually do. I yeah, love spicy good, food. Good, good. I love spicy food. A certain, certain, like... I, I, it couldn't be like too overwhelming where it like overtakes the 
pace. Yeah. It depends. It depends. It really depends. Okay. But so, I'll, I'll let's just, before we finish up here, now that you're, you know, you're fifth year, you're almost done with that, what what are your plans for the future? Like, what do you want to do? What are what are some of your long-term goals outside of your career? I could see you doing a podcast. You're a really good talker. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I, I actually, that's why I hit you up, because yeah. I was like, man, he do's great person this podcast i always wanted to do a podcast yeah with someone in like video i think i'd be like great this life it'd be a great way because like yeah video's awesome he's a great person i'm hyping him up on <laughs> she's not gonna care too much nah this no. dude this dude's awesome i was like man if i wanted to i, I mean I, I know another friend that has yeah. a podcast too but i was like it'd be a lot easier and like i, I think i'm more comfortable with uh, do what we do too. Okay. He's a good guy. <laughs> and it was talking about like something like we both kind of want to talk about with yeah, the expression. Yeah. Um, so what are your plans? <laughs> what are my plans? Yeah. My house. I don't, know. I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm at that age already where I'm like, yeah, I got <laughs> to start thinking about my about career it. and stuff. How old are you now? Yeah. I'm 22. You're 22. Yeah. <laughs> I got to start thinking about like fucking moving or like going somewhere. Dude, I got to start thinking about marriage. I got to marriage <laughs> I got something about marriage I gotta find someone oh my god oh, that's hilarious you put me in the oh god just like any like long term goals you create maybe for you have your yourself uh, you have for yourself as a person just outside of you wanna improve this part of yourself maybe listening uh, your social oh, yeah, skills I think that's like a long term I think that's like a yeah yeah it's like an everyday kind of thing like trying to do better every single day I, I mean I, I, I try is that I your try. goal like be better today than I was yeah, I mean, sometimes it doesn't work out. I mean, yeah, yeah you have to try, we try, we try. As, as long as you're going in the right direction. I'd like to one day, I, I guess one day I'd like to just not be able to react to something and just like listen straight up. Just like, no matter what they say, how outlandish, <laughs> how outrageous it is, just not react to it. And just, just, I think that'd be a pretty good goal. Okay. I think, I think, be, I kind of want it to be like kind of similar to that. It's just yeah, that. The idea of uh, even being even keel. I like surrounding myself with people that some people are like up and down, up and down. You can get exhausted, but I, I like people that can kind of internalize. You mean not like completely hide what's going on with them, but they don't have to express everything that's like going through their head. Right? They can like internalize it, figure out like the small stuff by themselves, and then if it's something that's really weighing on you, then I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there for you, right? But like I think surrounding yourself with people that are kind of like not stoic in nature, but just aren't as like up and down and like roller coaster and mm-hmm. are more like non-reactive i think that's that's pretty because i i would want to be i want myself to kind of be like that sometimes i have those moments where someone does say something or someone a topic that i'm passionate about and then i kind of start speaking without thinking mm-hmm. yeah for sure and i mean obviously you want to be spontaneous to a certain extent like you don't want to like be that one person that just says everything planned out and you just seem fake, right? You have like some hidden agenda. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to be like that person. You want to be in the moment too. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have, but at the same time, you don't want to like say something that you regret or so, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. maybe like also kind of similar to you, just being able to take a step back and kind of think before I say sometimes or think before I act. How's my? It's kind of basic, but how's my action going to affect the other people around me? And also being. I think I'm already kind of good at this, but like being able to internalize more mm-hmm. rather than just like if I find if I have a problem with something, I need advice so immediately reaching out first, kind of like seeing if I have the answer first, and then if I still need help, then I can mm-hmm. like talk to my friends about it mm-hmm. instead of kind of just like weighing their day down because of stuff that I have. 
I mean, you seem like it. <laughs> you seem like a good person. I don't know. I, every, like, I, I mean, that's just the vibe I've got. Uh, you I came out of, dude, this guy, he came out of nowhere. Just came out of nowhere. No one, I don't think many people knew him because, I mean, I, I mean, it was CSA. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, brown, like, I'm brown. I'm brown. <laughs> I'm brown, man. Let's just say how it is. <laughs> it was like, it was just, and like, I mean, not many people knew who you were before. Because I didn't, I, was, board, I was in NBA, say. Yeah. I was intimidated at first. Oh, I was so scared because, especially because a lot of you guys are older than me. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, Kevin, two Kevins, two Kevins. I was like, I, know. I was like, I don't know which one's which. This Tyler guy is old. Beho, like he has a nickname. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. like these people know each other. And then even like, <laughs> even the people my like my age, like I didn't know Ali, I didn't know Ying, Eileen. I still haven't really thought that. Ali and Shatak. Just saying. Um, but then at first was it? I, I started talking to Desiree. Desiree was like also kind of in my boat where like she knew people, but she wasn't in BSA. Mm-hmm. So she didn't like know y'all to the extent that you guys already know each other. So mm-hmm. I found that person and we kind of related. And then from then I was kind of able to more myself at the meetings, more like mm-hmm. energetic or like bring my perspectives. It just Dude, takes we're some glad. time. We're glad. <laughs> It, Dude, takes, it, was a, it was awesome meeting you. You're one, <laughs> you're one of the dopest people I've met this year, for sure. Especially with like how crazy this year was. Oh my god, jeez. People have gone crazy. It was good to see BD has not gone crazy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hopefully we have a good second semester. Dude, though. yeah, hopefully. hopefully. we can hang out or something. I know you're a busy guy. I'm less busy this semester. You are? But, uh, okay, that's, yeah, I know a lot of people are that way now. I definitely want to meet up more with like people because it's just, I mean, last year, COVID, not, not, not that many people. Jeez. I mean, keep it controlled, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the government, uh, listen. Hopefully, we get the vaccine soon. You know, that'd be awesome. The vaccine, like I think, most of the plan is to get it by March. Like, what was it? Joe Biden want to get thirty million in the first three months of his. Yeah, it was like something like that. It's like ten percent. That's pretty. That's a pretty good number. They can yeah, hit yeah. that. I know MCV is pretty good about doing it. They already vaccinated most of the medical personnel. Some of the elderly people, so I guess hopefully I know BSU loves its money, so hopefully the students are nasty. <laughs> Start getting everything open again. I but, would not be surprised. <laughs> Rao just delayed it for a little bit. <laughs> but love you, Rao. <laughs> I have been. I don't even know what I think about my quote so far. But it was good having you on. Thank you for coming on. I haven't done yeah, a podcast in so long. It was nice getting back into it. Sometimes it's hard with certain people that are a little bit more shy. You know, you have to. Dude, I'm shy, dude. So no, man, what are you talking me? about? You know, I had to build up this confidence just to be here, dude. I went into the wrong building. That's all. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they don't got to know that. They don't got to know that. But best of luck to you and you know your future. If you ever want to come back, Same so I tell all my guests, if you ever want to come back, you're welcome. You know, I people it's so funny. People done some crazy things. Somebody sent like a whole application to be on the podcast. Like really, they wrote, that, they wrote like a four like a three page paper. I was like, whoa, that's how that's how, that's how much like they, the fans love you. That's how but, much they want. That's how much I love you. You didn't need to do any of that shit. You just hit me up, man. I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, the person listening in that said the application. What the hell is going on? <laughs> oh my god. But that's like it's good being Joel. It's it's it's. Just for everybody out there. Sometimes it's just nice to sit down and just talk to somebody. Just take out, focus, uh, take out all like the gaming or whatever you're doing together, watching TV. Just sit down and talk to them. I mean, listen. That's mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things you can take from this podcast. Because you can learn a lot. I learned a lot from like, talking to you. Yeah, I learned a lot too. Obviously, it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, best of luck. Thanks for coming. And 
hopefully we'll get you on again soon and hopefully I can see you chug that for a local again. <laughs> oh Kevin my god. Maybe, maybe soon. Maybe soon. Maybe soon. <laughs> Alright, that's it for us guys. Now until next time, stay frosty.